Welcome to Coffee with Christy, featuring your host, Christy Dryling. Do you need a little drive to achieve your goals? Are you this close to taking your business to the next level? Maybe you are just about where you need to be, but could use some help. Christy and her guests are ready to take you there. It's going to be a fun ride. Now, here's Christy Dryling. Hello, everyone, and good morning to you, wherever you are in the world, plugging in. I am so excited to be your host today. This is Christy Dryling. Independent, um, uh, sorry, you got that background noise there. Uh, <laughs> my son's in the background making a shake. Um, but nevertheless, I am the host of today's show, and I am super excited to introduce uh, Mr. Bill McFarland to all of you. He's a broadcaster journalist and author and has run his own training company for almost three decades. In his 25 years in front of TV cameras, he interviewed top business leaders, politicians, and sports stars and presented news and sports programs, particularly for the BBC. And I'll tell you, he is one of the most precious friends in my life. We we spent some time in South Africa together on a, a safari. It was funny. Our, 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 husband and his wife was, uh, not our husband, but my husband and his wife was uh, sitting, you know, in this little, uh, little uh, jeep that we were in, and him, literally, Bill and I could not stop talking. And Caroline and my husband were like, "Would you guys be quiet?" <laughs> and we were just, you know, coming up with ideas, and we were strategizing business and how to change the world. And and he is just one individual that you just can't get enough of. He he is so educated. He knows how to communicate effectively in a way that is not abrasive and I think in business for all of us that's something we can all be a little bit better in and um, so today I'm excited to have him on the show so you can learn so much from him and um, so Bill can you share with us hun, a little bit of your background and what brought you into doing what it is you to you do today sure Christy hi everybody um, I-, I wanted to be an English teacher in my last years in school And I've become an English teacher 40 years later. But in between, I became a journalist and then a broadcaster. And in journalism, I started off in what we call local weekly newspapers, the kind of paper you have in small towns, which is a vital organ for everybody knowing what's going on. But in these papers, you cover everything from people getting charged in court with drunken disorderly to murder crimes to factories opening and factories closing to football and rugby teams climbing up the leagues and being relegated. I mean, everything that happens in a local town is reflected in the local paper. And after three or four years working on the papers, I then went into broadcasting. And the thing is that in broadcasting, if people were kind to you, they would tell you what to do, Christy. But the truth is you left your own devices because a lot of broadcasters would be quite happy if you fell flat on your face because they want to be broadcasting instead of you. So in, in my case, what I did was I started to make up rules. Rules for broadcasting, rules for presenting, rules for interviewing, and rules for being interviewed. And because I started to make up my own rules, some years later, having worked my way through local radio, then television in Scotland, then television in London, with the BBC particularly, um, these rules I had made up, I started to package them and explain them to clients. Now, the way that worked was that if a client was wanting to open a new company 
or make people redundant or make a major announcement or shift production to the other side of the country, they would come to me and I would explain how to communicate that. And these are the kind of rules which I've used now for 28 years with my company, Pink Elephant Communications, we call it today. And these are rules that I've I've taken all around the world to 22 different countries I've worked in sharing principles of clear communication. Wow. So I I love your book. Uh, it's called Pink Elephant, right? So the, the, there are a couple of books, Christy. The, the one that, that really struck a chord with people is called Drop the Pink Elephant. So I have to explain to everybody what I mean by dropping a pink elephant. If I said to everybody, don't think of a bright pink elephant, that's what you would see. So we realize it's useless to say to people, I didn't mean to cause you offense. I hope you didn't feel I was being rude. Please don't be annoyed by the way I behaved. When we tell people what not to think, they just think it anyway, you see? So my definition of a pink elephant is an unnecessary negative. It's just the name I give to people speaking negatively. Now, I play a lot of golf, as you know, Christy. So the golfer who stands in front of water and says, don't put the ball in the water is about to put the ball in the water. The person who stands at the top of the stairs saying, now, I mustn't fall down the stairs in these high heels, is about to fall down the stairs. So we've got to think positively, talk positively, and then we get positive reactions from people and positive actions from ourselves. Mm, and I, you know, I, I agree with that. Like I, I've, I've, my, my boys are, have been always been big athletes and it's true what they focus on not wanting to do when, you know, they usually wind up doing it. And, and it's, it, it is often easy to forget sometimes that rule, right? You have to train and condition yourself yep. how to do that. Like how long does it take for someone to really begin to master the skills of, you know, uh, not, not avoiding those pink elephants? <laughs> well, many of us grow up with fear because our mother says, don't touch that. It's hot or stay away from that. You'll fall down. So, We have fear instilled in us. Now, good parenting to me is about saying, um, now, just be careful, keep your hands away from that, or stand back from the edge to be safe. You see the difference in the language there? We're telling people they're going to get hurt in one um, version. We're telling people how to be safe in another. In fact, I was working in a major company in the south of England last week, and I was saying, I've just watched your safety video. It terrified the life out of me because you kept telling me throughout it that you didn't want me to get hurt, you didn't want me to be involved in an accident, and you didn't want me to cause accidents. What you actually wanted me to be was safe. I said, now, one of your rival companies has a motto of, we we want to get you home safe every day. So if you instill fear in people, and I was arguing this with senior management, they said, oh, that's just a warning. That's so they don't get things wrong and don't hurt themselves. I said, you're now worrying people So they're focusing on the potential of the accident. And I promise you, you will cause more accidents by focusing on the potential of the accident. So to answer your question, you said, how long does it change this? In my case, a lifetime. I began to realize these things 30 years ago. And sometimes I still catch myself thinking negatively, mostly positively. But I had a very interesting conversation once with Dr. Stephen Covey, who wrote Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in this interview, he told me, It only takes three to four weeks to make or break a habit. 
And one of these habits is the way we talk. We can start talking more positively today. And if I give everyone a simple tip, it's this. Stop using sentences that say don't, haven't, shouldn't, won't, never. And replace them with one word, only. Instead of saying, if we don't invest in training in this company, then people won't improve. That sentence becomes, only by investing in training will people become better, you see? So if we use the word only, it's going to change the the whole nature of the sentence. That sentence is going to become a positive sentence. It's going to end in the solution. Only if we do this will we get that. And the importance of that, Christy, is that our words become our actions and our actions become our habits and our habits become our character and our character becomes our destiny. So if we change our words, we change our destiny. Mm, That's such good advice uh, from such an awesome sage. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that. Now, you know, I, I know a lot of business owners listening right now. This may be brand new, Uh, news to them and they just have no clue they had no clue that this really does make a difference now can you talk a little bit behind the science of it like I know I I like to talk a lot about the reticular activating system and and how that does affect everything that we do what's the science to support this type of um, skills Um, well um, what you're talking about is is often about what we focus on and, and how that focus becomes the action that it leads to. Now, if we focus on negative possibilities, we're more likely to get negative possibilities. And, and you can sum it up in one sentence. What we think about, we bring about. And so if we think about falling down the stairs or, or if we think about driving over a pothole, we're more likely to do it. But if we think that we're going to steer around the pothole or, or walk down the stairs carefully then that's what happens. I mean, it's, it, that's very simple. But you know, the brain is there to carry out what we've asked it to do or asked it to focus on. And when we live a fearful life, the brain simply follows the path that we've set out for it. I mean, to give you an example from golf, if I focus again on, let's say, putting the ball on the putting green, the ball's more likely to land there. But if I focus on the danger of the water in front of it or the trees to the side of it or the bunker, then the ball's going to end up there. Because we are taking aim with our minds. And where we go is a product of our thinking. And as you and I both have said to each other before, stinking thinking is behind what leads people to take bad decisions with bad outcomes. Mm. Yeah, this weekend I was speaking in California and I I took... um uh, someone from the audience put them on stage and had they had a necklace, okay? And, and anybody in the audience that had a, a necklace on with a little bit of a heavy weight at the bottom, uh, they could participate as well. So this individual put her, 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 this necklace in her hand and let it dangle and she put her knee, her uh, elbows on her knees. And I told her to focus on what she wanted it to do, whether she wanted to do clockwise, counterclockwise, or whether she wanted it to stop. And what's interesting is that, you know, the majority, half of the room got it. I, don't, I couldn't tell you how many exactly, and then the other half didn't. And I explained to them, see, this isn't mystical or magic, but your body's going to move in imperceivable we- waves, uh, ways to grant your wish. And so uh, some people who don't figure it out, it's because they're sitting there trying to figure out how it's working, so they're overthinking and not focusing. 
um, or they're focused on it not working and then being, you know, in the highlight and, the, you know, yeah. exposed. They're themselves, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. And I remember taking part in that experiment with you when you came to England and spoke to a group we were involved in and watching the pendulum swing in front of me. We're all amazed at that. But I, I know you, you're a great student of energy and how you create that energy. My focus was always in words, and I believe that you can create the energy by using the words that set the intention. And when you do all that, you can set people up with positive intention, or you can talk about them and talk them down, and that negativity spreads like a wave of invisible energy towards them, but also around yourself. Mm -hmm. And if we choose to live a positive life, we get positive results, and if we choose to live a negative result, in life, we get negative results. But my, what, what caused me to get interested in all this in the first place, Christy, was when I was eight and started a fee-paying school. So my parents were paying for an education because education is free in the United Kingdom, but they paid for this. The first words the teacher said to me were, you will be a failure like your brother. And I remember telling this to a conference that you and I sat in last April, mainly an American uh, audience in Las Vegas, 18,000 people. And there was an audible gasp from the Americans in the audience because such negativity, you would hope, is now banished from schools now. But it was very commonplace in the 1960s when I was being educated in Scotland. Just a bullying mindset from an overbearing teacher. I spent the next 20 years attempting to prove the teacher wrong. And so what that did was it made me work very hard, but I lacked self-belief. Now, if you take working hard and multiply it times lack of self-belief, what you get is somebody who becomes a workaholic mm-hmm. and will never quite achieve their ambitions because even though they're working very hard, this is like filling a bath with hot water, but the plug's out. The hot water is the energy and the hard work, but the, what's draining through the plug is the self-belief. So we've got to learn ourselves to build our self-belief And if we have self-belief allied to hard work, what you get is very positive outcomes. Self-belief is often just talking to ourselves kindly and reinforcing what we do well. So in the training courses I run with my Pink Elephant Company, I ask people when we're reflecting back on a presentation they've made or an interview they've done, just to have two columns. The first column is, what did I do well? The second column is, what, what could I do better? Well, in the UK, it's fascinating because hardly anything is ever written in the what did I do well column until the audience points it out to that person. Uh, But the column of what could I do better is full. (laughs) A lot of people start with a mindset where they're getting lots of things wrong and they fail to understand that we're getting lots of things right and we just have to identify the things we're getting wrong in order to improve them. Mm, that's really, really good stuff there, Bill. It doesn't surprise me one bit, but it's, you know, we're going to, we, we need to take a break here. But uh, when we come back, what I'd like to to do is to get your advice for our audience on if they're living with people who are toxic or negative, or maybe they're in a workplace that's toxic or negative, um, and how they can actually, I guess, find their, themselves through the muddy waters of somebody else's actions and perceptions without getting wrapped up in that. So, okay. guys, is that cool? We'll take a break. And then when we come back, you get to hear more from the amazing 
Bill McFarlane. And Bill, you're from Scotland, right? From Scotland, speaking to you from <laughs> Portugal. But um, <laughs> we've got a lot to learn from other cultures around the world. I love that. Well, we can't wait to learn more from you here in just a few moments. So we'll be back here in just a moment. This is Coffee with Christy. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Coffee with Christy. We'd love to hear from you today with your questions and comments. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather ask or comment by email, send them to Christy Dryling at att.net. Now, back to Coffee with Christy. Hello, everyone, and we're back on this beautiful Monday. I'm here in Kansas City uh, and, and just enjoying this uh, this fall weather that we're, we're getting out here. And our guest here, Bill McFarlane, is calling in from Portugal, but he's from Scotland. And, and I'll tell you, him and his wife, Caroline, are some of the two of the most incredibly kind, conscious, loving, giving people you will ever get to meet. I visited them, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And we went to Glen Eagles, which is in Scotland. You know, I'm not a golfer, but it was a really cool experience. And we had high tea and had great conversation. And the one things I one thing I really love about what the the British do, they take breaks. Okay, they take time for high tea. They take time for conversation. And uh, I noticed that as Americans, we don't do that very much. And so if you ever get that experience, make sure you have it so you can realize that there is a world out there that's unlike this world that we live in here in our own backyard. Um, But we were talking with Bill about uh, just the language we use and how it helps us or affects us. And so, Bill, I just asked you uh, what... Uh, what we need to do with those people in our life that are toxic and speaking negatively when we're doing our best to actually do the opposite. 
Well, we've got a choice, Christy. Um, we can stand and fight our corner or we can move away from them. Now, I've been in both situations before. I've been in situations where I've been defending people who've been criticized or even prosecuted by the authorities in the UK and fought their case when they're being shouted down or taken to court by the authorities. And in both the cases that I talk about, we won because we put up a huge fight, explained a situation, overturned a court case sentence on one occasion, and turned the spotlight on the authorities who had got it wrong in the first place. Now, that takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of energy, but you also need to know what you're doing with the media. And um, in, in my case, because of my media background and because of the work I've done through my company for almost 30 years, I knew what I was doing. But in a workplace situation, um, let's say that, that somebody is, is criticizing the management. You know? Now, you can join in or you can say, actually, I believe they've made the right decision here. But it takes courage to be the one person to say that when 10 are saying you're wrong. However, I believe that if you take the road less traveled, it's much better for your own psyche, standing up for what you believe in and getting into the habit of standing up for what you believe in. Uh, that was, I think, Voltaire, the French writer, said the majority is normally wrong. And it's easy to fall in with the majority for an easy life, but standing up for what you believe in may then, and this is the second part of the argument, change your circle of friends because you may no longer want to associate with people who are being negative all the time. And you and I have always said that you are the product of the five people that you spend most time with. That can be your husband or wife, your children, your next door neighbor, your best friend, but watch the company you choose. I mean, if you were, um, let's say, charging your mobile phone at night and the mobile phone wasn't, charger wasn't working, your, your phone battery is dead in the morning. It's got to have a positive charge to work. Well, as human beings, the same, we're the same. We need a positive charge for us to be able to act positively. And if we're being negatively charged by people all the time, we've got to find another way of being positively charged. So to answer your question, stand up and fight your corner if you disagree with people and be positive, relentlessly positive back or move away from the toxic atmosphere into a different circle of friends, into a different company if necessary, and also sometimes into a different marriage if that's your choice. But I would stress this, before the lawyers get in touch, everybody has to make their own choice. <laughs> that was a nice disclaimer. <laughs> that's a disclaimer. That's great. Well, that's such incredible wisdom. And man, I wish I would have known that, you know, 20, 30 years ago. It's uh, sometimes I think that, you know, I know for myself in business, sometimes I, I believe in people uh, almost a little too much, you know, that they'll always do the right thing. And that can uh, that can dishearten people. And so make sure that if you're listening out there, you know, you're, you know, sometimes we, we, we make decisions um, in fear um, yeah. of not being loved or misperceived. And, and it, you know, love, it makes the world go round. And we're, you know, oftentimes a lot of people are afraid to, to do the right thing. And I like the load, the road less traveled. I actually danced to that song this weekend. So it's and a good song. I've taken that, Christy, instead of believing in people and expecting them to, to act properly, believe in good behavior. And mm -hmm. I can think of occasions with our children and with friends where the behavior has been disappointing. So you call it out. Well, that can lead to the end of a friendship. What it tends to lead to with your children is a trust 
that the right behavior, whether it's the parent's behavior or whether it's the children's behavior, is what's expected. And so what you get is a value-driven friendship or a value-driven relationship rather than one that's just based on liking somebody. Hmm. Good stuff there, friend. So I know you do a lot. I mean, I, I, your schedule is so crazy. I'm surprised I even got you on the show. Um, but <laughs> it is crazy. Tell, it is. It is. It's a good crazy because you're making the world a better place. But I know you do well, a lot it, of corporate it, it's functions. Fun too. It's fun working with people who want to change. Yeah. Well, I know, and they have fun with you. You're a fun dude. I mean, you're fun, uh, which is awesome. You don't make it boring. So how, if people want to get in touch with you, read your book, learn more about having you come in for their corporate events, how can they reach you? Well, the website uh, is pinkelephantcoms.com. The comms is as in communication, pinkelephantcoms.com. And I've been this year working in the States with uh, major golf clubs. I've been working with a client in Madrid in Spain. I've been to Germany with another client and all over the UK. And in the autumn, the fall, I'll be going to Spain, France, Germany, and uh, all over the place just doing work. So what I do is I work with companies on how to improve their internal communications, Mm. how to talk better to their clients and their customers, how to handle their employees better, how to make better presentations, how to do better media interviews. If people simply want to understand the principles we've been talking about, and we've touched on a couple of them today, then my first book was called Drop the Pink Elephant, and that's all about communication skills. The second one I co-wrote with a psychiatrist friend, Dr. Alex Yellowleaf. That's called Are You Good Enough? And that's all about self-esteem. And self-esteem is the key to why people behave in certain ways. The driven character, the person lacking self-belief, the person working too hard, the person who wants to call people out and shout them down rather than talk them up. It's all about self-esteem. Great wisdom from you, friend. And I'm so excited that uh, you took some time to be on the show. And I know you've spoken to many hearts today around the world. So I appreciate you so very much and enjoy your time in Portugal with Caroline. And you, Christy, always great to talk to you. Speak soon. Bye, hon. So I am, uh, you know, just so excited to have uh, incredible leaders on Coffee with Christy, such as Bill McFarlane. And he is, I believe, one of today's top communication experts. So uh, I always want to bring in interesting people onto the show who I believe are making a difference, whose hearts are in the right place. Uh, and uh, so that's uh, who I have next on our show. Her name is Amy Skye. And I'll tell you, um, when I first met Amy, there was just something different about her. There was an amount of, a large amount of emotional and spiritual maturity that resonated just in everything that she did and everything that she touched. And she has been on one interesting journey herself, but she's an award-winning singer-songwriter with 12 solo CDs to her credit. In 2016, she released two new CDs, Twilight Rose, a collection of original Hebrew spiritual world music, and Live On, a collaboration with Olivia Newton-John and Beth Nielsen Chapman of Songs to Support These Seeking, Those Seeking Healing from Loss, which I can definitely relate to. And I've listened to her CD. It's absolutely amazing. Anyway, she's well known for her use of real-life experience in songwriting, 
Uh, Amy's music has created a lasting and indelible impact on fans. Hit songs like I Will Take Care of You and Ordinary Miracles have lit up the radio stations. Switchboards as callers respond to her lyrical exploration of relationships, experiences, and life. And so anyway, I have to just, I'm just so excited to have her on the show today. She's, she's, I mean, she's written herself for dozens of other international recording artists, such as Anne Murray, Reba McIntyre, Diana Ross, and more. So Amy, welcome to the show. Hey, Christy. I am so happy to be here talking to you. Oh, I'm so excited to have you on. You're such a gorgeous light in this world, and um, I was thrilled that you had some time to jump on today and to share some of that light with all of the listeners today. So would love for you to share a little bit more about your story and, and what brought you to the place that you're at today. Well, um, I really started out uh, at a very young age just being fascinated by music. It was, I, I sort of Sometimes think of it as my first language. I, I, I was an instrumentalist long before I was a singer, and um, music has a vibration. And I, I, I felt from a very young age that it had a power to, to uplift people, and it, it certainly uplifted me. And so um, I began my journey as a musician, and um, along the way became a singer-songwriter and very fascinated by the power of words to add to that energetic healing. So um, I love writing words, I love writing music, and as you said, my latest project, Live On, with Olivia Newton-John and Beth Nelson Chapman, which we're just about to hit the road in October um, across Canada and the U.S., has been an amazing example to me of hearing back from fans how music has helped them heal from whatever they need to heal from. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, I, I love music and it's like if you I I, anytime I feel a little bit down all I have to do is either meditate or I just turn on some fabulous music and it takes me right back to being whole again so the fact that you get to do this all the time I mean how delicious it's just uh it's food for the soul right it is food for the soul and you know uh I will always do music whether or not it's the music business but um, as you know, Christy, I also have another business um, which helps people become well in, in, in their body and their, in their health, and that business helps me stay being uh, in the music business, or actually not, it helps me stay making music without having to worry about the business part of it. So um, I really believe uh, whether or not you do music for pleasure or you do it for spiritual reasons or you do it as a business. Um, it, it can enrich your life, as you so beautifully put. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I agree with you. I think that it's kind of like a starving actor, right? If you're not starving, um, it takes the pressure off, and, it, and you actually, I think, are able to create even more magical uh, creative work when you're not stressed about it, right? I know an actress friend of mine said, uh, you know, there's nothing attractive about desperation. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we never liked that guy that, you know, just chased us all the time, right? It's the ones that, yeah. you know, knew who they were and knew where they were going. So if, if, if you were, you know, talk to us a little bit about your, your, your new CD. And I love the story you shared with me in regards to what made that come to life. Um, and when you sing, it, I can just, I can, I can feel um, the emotion in 
in in your in your voice and in your sound and how it connects with people. So, can you tell us a little bit about what how that CD came about? Well, um, it doesn't didn't really have a happy beginning, um, although it's a part of life. Um, in 2011, I lost my mom. She was only 75, and she you know died very rapidly from a, a uh, cancer that was just diagnosed. And, you know, so many of us have been through that. You get the bad news and suddenly you lose your loved one. And um, as I was healing from that, um, Olivia and John's sister, Rona, went through the same thing, even a shorter diagnosis, to passing uh, from glioblastoma, glioblastoma, which is a brain tumor. And um, Olivia reached out to me uh, on the year after Rona's death to write a song for a memorial service uh, to honor Rona's life. And we wrote a song and, and sent it out, and, and everyone was saying, you know, we, we need more. We need to be held in this place where we can honor her memory, where we can honor our pain, where we can together grieve losing this person way too soon. And um, Olivia and I realized we, there's not like one CD out there that you could just put on that could hold you in that space, which is really, it's a, it's a space of healing. Christy, it's a space of transformation. All, all healing, all bereavement, or really grieving, um, sorry, mourning. Mourning is the process of grieving. And mourning happens in conversation. It happens in dialogue. It happens when you're sharing the emotions with others. So we, um, and mourning being the process of eventually learning to live with the pain, really, because like one of the songs on our CD is called Stone in My Pocket and it addresses the fact that you don't get over it, you don't move on, that's not what happens. You do learn to find meaning and a new normal and you do learn to live with the weight of the pain and our song about that is called Stone in My Pocket and I think it's a weight I know I feel every day, every day. I, I think of my mom and I, I feel a weight but I hope that it's a day where, where the stone feels like a pebble and not like a boulder. And, you know, that's normal, too. It's normal to have days when you go, yeah, great, I got it, you know, and moving on and honoring her, remembering her. And then there's days you wake up and you just want to crawl back under the covers because you just miss her so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I lost my father in December. He was 59, and it was... Uh it just happened out of the blue, and I, I, I understand that pain. And you don't actually believe, you know, I couldn't really connect up into the last 15 months when I lost three people that I love deep and, deeply and dearly. You really can't um, anticipate what that would feel like. I hadn't lost anybody close to me before. And then when it happens, um, it you, you go through emotions that no one can really take you out of but yourself and if you have some method to be able to really help soothe the soul um, it does it really does help um, because anyone that's ever lost anyone does know that it's it can it can definitely take you to your knees and keep you there if you allow it to so you guys are getting ready to go on tour and uh, you're sharing uh, your beautiful message which I love that uh, you're doing intentional work with your music Right, you're you're really raising the consciousness of people as you travel and uh, share this this great music. What are you excited about? I mean, where where are you traveling to, and and what audiences um, are you going to be speaking? I'm not speaking, uh, singing in front of. Yeah, we we speak too. That's that's a fun part of the show. We do a question and oh, cool. answer part where people 
uh, put up their hands and share their own, what we call them live on stories, which is really ways they've managed to find hope uh, past the pain. And, and, and it's a transforming thing. And Christy, I just want to say December, that's like yesterday in morning terms, right? Like mm-hmm. it takes so long. It's, it, it, takes lo- it takes as long as it takes for you to find that new normal. But if for anyone that's listening that's still grieving a loss and there are people in their life that say, why aren't you over it yet? Like, it takes as long as it takes. It can take 10 years. It can take the rest of your life. It doesn't, you know, it's a part of your life now, this, 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 um, this loss. And so mm-hmm. we love to hear from people um, about things they've done that have helped them get to that next level of at least being able to live on um, with a newfound sense of purpose and meaning. And we're starting off um, in the States, and you know what? I don't actually have the dates in front of me, but um, it's at liveonmusic.com, and we also have a Facebook page called Live On Music. Um, actually, I, know, I do know where we're starting. We're starting in Traverse City, Michigan, mm-hmm. and then we're going to uh, Glen Ellen, Illinois, which is just outside of Chicago, and we'll be in Danville, Kentucky, and then one other city that I forget, and then we're going to Ontario, which is really great because I'm from Toronto, so... The four concerts in Southern Ontario are all a drive from Toronto, which is Richmond Hill and Brampton and Burlington and St. Catharines. And then uh, we have a a break for about a week, and then we'll end off in California, uh, one at Pepperdine University in um, Malibu and another in Lancaster, California. So it's like a mini tour, and uh, really excited to be back with Beth and Olivia. And, uh, you know, Olivia's had a really challenging year herself. She... When we finished um, our last tour in, in May in Washington, D.C., um, she found out she, uh, you know, had been re-diagnosed or, or, or she had a reoccurrence of a, a breast cancer, a metastatic breast cancer. And she is absolutely walking the walk, walking the talk. She's one of the most inspiring people I've ever met. She decided right then and there to, like, cancel her summer um, performing, undergo treatment, which she has. She's feeling really good. Um, and she's just living on with her life, uh, dealing with this, and she's coming on the road. We're going on the road. The only difference mm-hmm. is um, the, the shows that we did uh, prior, earlier this year, we were doing meet and greets after the show, and she's just not going to be able to do that because that's just a, a lot yeah, of energy. Lot. But Yeah, just, so we're just going to do the show, but the show will be as good as it ever was, and the three of us share lead vocals. Um, we just go sort of go around, uh, you know, take turns, um, all the songs are, we all sing harmony for each other and we sing leads on different songs and it's an amazing, amazing energy in the room. Anyone that's anywhere near any of those cities that I mentioned, if, whether you're leaving a loss, it doesn't have to be a bereavement, it can be divorce, it can be loss of your own health, it can be just any traumatic life change. It's just a transition, right? Mm-hmm. Transition. Take a lot of yeah. intentional energy um, to get back to your new normal. That's so beautiful. We've got to take a break and we want to hear more from you when we come back. But uh, for those of you listening, make sure you don't turn off that dial yet. More from Amy Sky when we come back. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. 
Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash VA health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash VA health. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Coffee with Christy. We'd love to hear from you today with your questions and comments. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather ask or comment by email, send them to Christy Dryling at att.net. Now, back to Coffee with Christy. And we're back, and I am interviewing the amazing Amy Skye. For those of you that do n- have never heard of Amy, she's actually in Canada. She's like a superstar uh, musician. Everyone in Canada knows who she is. She's the, the, the you know, creme de la creme of the music industry out there. And so that's with her. Uh, when I first met her, I had no idea of her talent. Uh, we met, I th- we were traveling, I think, in uh, some beautiful countries together. <laughs> and uh, I got to know her and her husband really well. And um, and she's just so humble. I mean, this is aging me, but, you know, of course, I love Olivia Newton-John. I actually, uh, you know, Xanadu was my fav- one of my favorite movies growing up. So uh, that shares with you a little bit of the magnitude of Amy's voice and her talent that she's performing with such high caliber individuals, not just musicians, because, you know, I, it makes a big difference who you, who you play with. And uh, she plays with, you know, just great souls, people who are really great human beings. So Amy, I always like to sometimes ask our, our guest, um, you know, if they have any regrets in their, in their life or in their business journey, and uh, would you be so vulnerable to share any of your regrets? Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I decided to become a, a, um, a singer-songwriter. Well, I mean, musicians from the age of four, and then I decided to, I was a cellist, I did all these things, and decided to focus on singer-songwriter like when I was about 18. Got signed to my first record deal at 22, and it took me 13 years to get my first CD, and I was 35 by, by the time my first CD came out. And for those of you that are under the age of 30, a CD is a piece of plastic that you put in the machine. 
And, <laughs> and um, uh, I got signed and dropped by record labels, like sort of on a two-year rotation. And um, I was living in Nashville, and I was living in Los Angeles. And in Nashville, they told me, you know, uh, my, my um, voice was gr- great, but my, my songs weren't strong enough. And then um, in L.A., they told me that my songs were great, but my voice wasn't strong enough. And what I regret is buying into other people's ignorance about who I was. And, mm-hmm. it, and really, that was just a, a reflection of kind of like what Bill was saying before, my own self-esteem. It took me a long time to have a sense of self, to believe in my own voice, to believe in my own vision. And, and so when you say regret, I don't even know if I could call it a regret Right. Because as with any journey, you, you know, you sort of have to be in the, in the muck for a while before, well, the lotus grows in the mud, right? So I, I felt like I was in the mud for a long time. I, I feel like I didn't really connect to, honestly, to my full self-confidence and self-esteem to my mid-40s, mm-hmm. even though I finally put my first record out when I was 35. I mean, that, that was, I was still massively insecure, and um, and really, really shy around people. Like, I was great on stage, but, like, one-on-one with people was really tough for me. So um, I just had a lot of growing to do. And um, I, I now read a ton of personal growth books. I listen to personal growth all the time. Right now I'm listening to The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, which oh, I just am, like, beautiful. obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Are you obsessed with that book? Yeah, it's great. Yes, yes, yes. I yeah. love that book. Yeah, and The Surrender Experiment. And... And I wish that I'd known that. Like, I wish I'd known a little earlier to let go sooner instead of obsessing about what I thought were not roadblocks, but I just, I didn't see them as a roadblock. If you see them as a roadblock, you know there's a road on the other side. To me, I thought it was the end of the road. And mm-hmm. that's such black and white thinking. That's such, uh, it's so silly to, to, to think that you don't have what it takes to make a course correction, you know? Mm-hmm. And now I know I do. So I love that I'm not phased by stuff as much anymore. I love that. And it, you know what? It, it, it's it's so interesting, isn't it, that as we get older, we start to understand. I mean, if we're open to growth, let's let's be fair here. We're, we begin to understand uh, the lessons of each decade, right? And I, I, I feel very connected to what you're sharing in the sense that um, – if, you know, because I was committed to growth and I kept really wanting to self-correct, but so insecure, right? I, I don't, you know, people say I want to be 21 again. I don't ever want to go back to my 20s or 30s. Like, I love each decade that I get into. And um, it's it's because, um, you know, we've been chipping, we chip it away at the David, I think, when you're focused on the growth mindset rather, you know, just getting by and existing. So, um I love that. I love that you you're, you're, you 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 take growth so seriously. That's incredible. So, what's your, one of your favorite books you have ever read, or do you have a few that you want to share with everybody that have helped you? Well, um, the the one thing I, I actually want to share with you is the shift to me from like working on personal growth to just being committed to being a lifelong learner with myself as, the, you know, my right. subject 101, right? And what I realized was it never stops. You never arrive. Mm-mm. There's always something to learn. And it's, the, it, it, it's developing a curiosity um, about what happens to you and, and how you get triggered and how you fall apart and how long it takes you to get it put back together. That, to me, is what's fascinating. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, so many books. Well, I mentioned Unheaded Soul and The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. I love the book, The Tools. Um, I love the book, Difficult Conversations. Anything written by Brene Brown, I'm all over it. Speaking of what the subject that we were just talking about, bereavement, um, I just listened to um, Option B um, by Sheryl Sandberg, who lost her husband. And anyone who is grieving, I encourage you. And it's wonderful to listen to. She narrates it herself. Um, wait, no, I'm not, actually not sure she narrates it herself. She might have somebody that sounds kind of like I imagine she sounds like, but like I, I had a, a subscription to Audible that I'm just always got at least five or six audiobooks on the go in my in my phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so so and I'm, and you know the idea of curiosity came to me from the book Mindset by Carol Dweck, and she said you know. Um, she did this experiment with these 10-year-old boys where, um, I don't know if they were boys, but they were kids, gave them like, increasingly difficult puzzles. And the ones that gave up were the ones that were like perfectionists. They just got so mad when they couldn't do it right. And then there was this group of kids that just were fascinated by like, what did it take and how do you learn? How do you, how do you learn from how you failed? Hmm. And that's called a growth mindset. When you just fall in love with the curiosity about learning. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And that is truly, and and listen, growth creates confidence, right? So uh, when you're more confident, you're able to get more accomplished. And so it is is such great. I actually took some notes here and I'm going to pick up a couple of the books you mentioned that I had not yet read. So, um, you know, I I always say this, if you're the smartest person in the room, something's wrong. So (laughs) I always like to have people on this on the show that are way smarter, have new ideas that maybe I haven't been, you know, exposed to. And and Amy, you definitely have shared um, a lot of wisdom with us today. Now, um, in in closing, I sure would like to know what your legacy is. Like, you know, you, you, you've achieved a, a great level of success in business and in music and, you know, you are growing and you're loving your life and uh, as, as much as you possibly can. What are you excited about for this next chapter of your life? Well, what a great question. And, uh, you know, I passionately believe in the power of the arts to transform people's hearts and minds. And um, in, a, in a society in which arts funding is being cut in schools and people are just not spending as much time perfecting, like, craft that took thousands of years, like learning to play an instrument or learning to paint a picture. And um, I, so I'm very, very proud that my husband, Mark Jordan, is a singer-songwriter, putting out a new CD. And the two of us have two children, Zoe Sky Jordan and Ezra Jordan, whose own musical careers are just launching. And they're both singer-songwriters in different genres. Um, Zoe's more sort of indie alternative and Ezra's more uh, pop R&B kind of singer-songwriter. And to feel like um, we've passed the torch on, and they both write really like insightful, beautiful, even though commercial music, to feel like we've empowered two other human beings to be artists, I feel, I feel really proud of that. Yeah. Um, and uh, for myself, um, I am really committed to writing uh, more music of meaning um, and on an international 
level. I want it to get you know beyond the borders of Canada, which it really is with the Live On CD. And uh, I'm working on my second CD of Hebrew spiritual music. And what I'd like to do is create. Um, this is my big goal. I'm sharing it publicly. <laughs> I want to create. We're coming up to the Jewish High Holidays, which is Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and um, that's really there are ten days. They call them the days of awe. They're days of transformation where you self reflect and. Um, I'm not a big synagogue goer. I have not found a worship experience that connects art with spirit, and I want to create one. So mm-hmm. I don't know how long it's going to take me. I'm writing the music for it right now. Um, and um, the first CD, The Twilight Rose, I did, that was more about a Friday night, the Sabbath service. But I want to create something, an annual event once a year for anyone, not just Jewish people, to have a day of transformation and reflection, but it's going to be based around this time of year, like when the Jewish high holidays are. And that's what I would like to be my legacy. And really, Christy, I am so, so uh, intentional about creating bridges between different faith communities. Mm, um, on, my, on my current, um, there's a song called Zohreinu, which is Hebrew for remember us, which is asking God to write you in the book of life, meaning give you another year of life. And I have gospel singers mm-hmm. singing it with me. And I love gospel music. And I'm going to be working with a gospel choir on this project. And the gospel singers who themselves I have on my project, they're all leaders in their own faith-based communities. They love singing in Hebrew because the Old Testament is the roots for the New Testament. And um, we both feel so good when we're working together. They love <laughs> affirming me and I love affirming them. And I would love people from other faiths to join us as well. And, you know, all wisdom traditions have the same core values. So why wouldn't we share that and, and, and appreciate each other? Girl, and you know, this is why I love you so much. I mean, we just, you know, we're a different mold, but we come from the same, you know. It's it's so cool that people like you are out there uh, creating magic. And um, I'm just so excited that you came on the show today and shared your love, your light, your wisdom, your intentions, and your good, you know, sharing your, your legacy with all of us. So any of you listening right now, you want to take part in, you know, what Amy shared today, or maybe you want to check out her music, you want to get it as a gift for someone who's lost someone, I would highly recommend it. Can you shout out one more time, Amy, where they can find your music or information? Yes. Well, first of all, Spotify, it's free, so you don't have to pay for it. Um, it's and, and the album is called, so download the Spotify app, and the album is called Live On, spelled L-I-V, which is short for Olivia's name. Uh, and you can find us at liveonmusic.com, Live On Music Facebook group. Of course, you can find me, amysky.com. I'm, I'm, on, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. But um, really coming up is this tour, and if you're anywhere near the cities we're coming, we'd love to see you. And, um, and we do, um, we're not doing meet and greets after the show, but we do have those Q&A. So if you have a story of transformation you'd like to share during our concert, we do pass the mic around the audience. It's a really amazing sharing mm. moment. You know, kidding. Well, I, I, I just, I loved having you on the show today, Amy. Thank you for taking time out of your crazy day to be with us. And um, I wish you well. I have no doubt you're changing more, millions of more lives. Thank you, Christy, and you too. Thank you for doing what you do. I look forward to seeing you really soon. Thank you, sunshine. And thank you to all of you that have been listening today to Coffee with Christy. And I hope we filled up your cup and filled it up with goodness that will last forever. So thank you, everyone. Have a beautiful and blessed, abundant day. Thank you for joining Christy Dryling for this week's Coffee with Christy. 
We hope you'll tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Same time next week. 